0: And now for something completely different. Here's what's coming up this hour on today's experience. It's marvelous, monumental, most fascinating, massively mind-bending Monday as we join our hearts and minds as one and draw closer to the King of Kings and glorify his name. First, the priest and the scribes were interpreting the law for the people. That is their job. Most evangelicals have somewhat repulsed the word priest because of other denominations or other groups, but that's wrong. The priest and the priesthood are essential to God. There is one high priest. several There are several other chief priests by God's ordination, and the remainder of the priesthood is connected to each individual believer. But the key to priesting is to pray for others and explain to others— And that is every priest's and every believer's job. Next, don't weep on such a day as this. One of the biggest keys for you and me is understanding this truth. This has helped me prevail in continuous Bible reading. When we engage with God's Word, we often find ourselves under the sword of the Spirit with flesh wounds. The standards that the Word brings to us personally are God's requirements. And we know we often fall short of that. This is the spot where we need to become more mature. We see the lack, but that is not the time to fall into depression or into inconsolable despair. And finally, celebrate with a feast and share gifts with one another. That's the attitude we should have when we encounter the challenges of the Lord from his word. Why? Because God is bothering to take the time to tell us, how to draw closer to him, to be like him, and to walk in his ways. That's a reason to celebrate. God challenges us because he cares for us. And that's
1: You're about to hear the David Spoon Experience.
0: Welcome to the David Spoon Experience, local, national, and heavenly talk. Here's what else we're looking at during the show lessons for surviving, living, and prevailing, politics, entertainment, and current events, personal revelations, wow, spiritual observations, my life's insanities, and oeve, so much more. Hey, we're asking you, what do you think? Now, you can email us during the show. That's the way, the way you can do that is you use an email. In the email address, you use this David at he must I know it's deep, it's ferocious, it's tough, but it's an email David at he must live during the show. I promise you my 24 cent. It just keeps going down. 24 cent Chromebook will most likely get it. Text if you want to during the show. 214 210 8483. I see them all. 214 210 8483. It doesn't mean I can respond to them all right away. It just means I see them all. 214-210-8483. Or you can call us. Oh, yeah. There you go. There's the big ticket. You can call us at 972-445-0770. That's 972-445-0770. When you call 972 972- 445 Four four you'll end up talking to Captain Chris. When you talk to Captain Chris, that's like feeling blessed because someone you know has been blessed, and that's very Christ-like. And then you will be... Takes me away always... No pressure there, buddy. <laughs> just no pressure to stay taught to you it's got to be like christ-like now you're in trouble okay (laughs) all right bottom line you might have a thought an opinion a comment or a question that's all cool we don't want it just to be a kvetch fest although some people you can call and say hey i don't get this and i get it i understand there's some things in christianity i'm still learning i spent a lot of time studying a lot of time learning i am eight weeks out from having a title added to my name. And that, uh, although uh, sometimes my wife reminds me, well, that title is Dumb Dumb, right? And it's like, yeah, thanks. Anyhow, bottom line is this. There is an opportunity for us to encourage and strengthen one another, another because we care about one another. Because you really want to know, how's the other person doing? How's it going for them? How's, how's Ace feeling? You know, you want to know, how's he doing? How's Gary doing? You want to know how people are. How's Joanne? You want people to know, and you want people to know, and to, you want to be known. And that's part of our fellowship. You don't have to have any particular background, the same denominational uh, alliances or anything. You know you have to have? A love for Jesus Christ. That's what you need to have. And uh, you can just do whatever. You can, talk, you can listen. You can share. You can text. You can email. You can do nothing. You can throw things at the radio, although I wouldn't do that while I'm driving, but, you know, you could do Bottom line, we uh, give that opportunity for praise reports, for prayer requests, for different things. Maybe we'll uh, talk about uh, the the circumference of pie. I prefer pecan pie. That's what the kind of pie I'm talking about. And then we also ask these kind of things, trivia questions. Here you go. What was Saul of Tarsus's other name? Boy, if you can't get that, we're in trouble here. What was Saul of Tarsus's other name? If you think you know the answer, 972 445 0770. You can also text in 214 210 8483. As well, you can send an email, david at he must Those are all available for you to reach out to us during the show. couple things I do want to update you on just to make sure everybody is kind of in sync. We do have somebody calling in. Bottom line is we do want prayer for the ministry because we're making some ministry decisions that are coming up. So prayer for Aunt Deb and me and uh, and Noel and all the people involved. That's very, very helpful. And then we also want to encourage you to check out. There's free books on the website. Don't hesitate to go there. You'll have that opportunity. All right. Somebody calling in to answer the trivia question. Well, let's send them through. Go ahead. Knock, knock. It's David. Who am I talking to? This is Gary. How are you doing I'm today? I'm doing good, Gary. It's wonderful to hear your voice. Thank you. All right, here we go. This there's is a, there's a classic, not difficult, but a classic one. What was Saul of Tarsus' other name? Paul. That is correct, sir! You are right! And what they thought would be the greatest enemy of the church became one of the most important Cogs in the church machine of creating the church. It's just amazing how God can take what is there was no way anybody could see that and make it something wonderful. Yeah, I can. Yeah, it's amazing. Excellent job, Gary. Okay. I appreciate that. Okay. Bye-bye. All right, brother. Anything anything else you got going on? Nope. Oh, nope. Oh, okay. Just want to make sure. <laughs> Sometimes he'll want prayer. I just want to make sure. Hey, I'm a little slow on the draw. Hey, at least I got sleep last night. Friday night. Ooh. Listen, Friday night. Ooh. You guys didn't want you didn't want to hear a radio show Friday night. <laughs> let's leave that there. Uh, Nehemiah chapter eight. Uh, let's see, we are in verse eleven, and the Levites too quieted the people, telling them, "Hush, don't weep, for this is a sacred day." I'm going to show you a connection here that's really amazing. So, the people went away to eat and drink at a fest, had a festive meal, should share gifts and food and celebrate with great joy because they had heard God's word and understood them. Oh, this is so good, this stuff right here. I might have to go long or do a couple of multi teachings on this. So, we just came out of the Nehemiah, which is one of my favorite sections. We came in the joy of the Lord is our strength. We talked about it last week about the joy of the Lord being our strength, our power from the manifested presence of God. Being close to God, drawing close to God strengthens us. If you went to church last yesterday and you had uh, worship, you'll notice that sometimes during that worship time, you can almost get like, ooh, it's not just the goosebumps because the songs are good. You can almost sense like something maybe deeper is going on. Well, it is. Manifested presence is there no matter what your church background, and something is taking place where you're having encounters with God. There's nothing weird about saying that. If you can't say that, you're going to hate heaven. I mean, that's just the bottom line. And so in the earlier part of the passage, it says this. It says, Nehemiah continued and goes celebrate with a a feast of choice foods and sweet drinks and share the gifts of food with people who have nothing prepared. This is a sacred day before the Lord. Don't be dejected and sad, for the joy of the Lord is your strength. Well, Why were they dejected and sad? Why did that happen? What was going on? Well, the people were hearing the words of the law, and it was cutting at them because they knew they were falling short. They were like, ooh, don't do that. I've been doing that for years. That's not good. Oh, this is a bad thing then because I'm doing this kind of thing, and I shouldn't be doing this kind of thing. Ooh. And so what— Nehemiah says, don't weep because the people were weeping because they knew, oh, falling short, falling short. Oh. And that's what the devil uses against a lot of believers is you embrace in the word of God. You read it and you think, I'm about nine feet shy of that from the first vowel. Like, yeah, got it. But instead of that being weeping, that is supposed to be a joy. And now you gotta gotta flip the page because the devil's flipping it on you. You gotta flip it on him. What do you mean that's supposed to be a joy? God is taking the time in your life to show you hey, you wanna be closer to me? You gotta work on this. We gotta work together on this. You gotta, gotta work with me in this area. I want you to reflect Jesus here. I want you to be a little bit more over here. I want this to be more adequate so that it's a reflection of Jesus Christ here. And that only means that God cares enough to take that time to share with you and I through His Word. you got to do better now. So everybody thinks of the Word of God. I, I'm telling you, there are so many people that think the Word of God is just this. Like, what a bummer! <laughs> Whoa. He's taking all the fun out of it. Right? It's like that's what people think. I've told you this before, I'll tell you again. So I had this counseling session with this guy who committed adultery, and he told me, Dave, he said, he said that law is not there to stop the fun. It's there to stop the pain. And people don't understand that when you don't heed the word of God and you do the things in the opposite direction, it creates more problems and more difficulties than anything else. And the Lord is trying to communicate to us, no, do this. You're, you're only going to hurt yourself. You're only going to wound yourself. You're only going to make this worse by rebelling and going the other direction. It's only going to get harder. The way of the transgressor is hard. And so there, Nehemiah says, "Don't weep." And then the Levites are there, "Don't, don't, don't weep." Now I want to show you this one connection. We'll take our break and come back, and then we'll kind of pick it back up. But I want to show you this one thing, which is amazing, and that's this. Listen, the Levites too quieted the people, telling them, "Hush, don't weep, for this is a sacred day." You think, oh well, yeah, it's a sacred day because they're all gathering. No. It's a sacred day because, and it actually uses the phrase because, they had heard God's word and understood them. That's why it was a sacred day. Do you know how many sacred days you can have with the Lord? As many as you want. If you will embrace into the word of God and ask the Holy Spirit to be your teacher. You can have as many sacred days as your heart's desires. That's just a gift God gives. We'll come back and look at that in greater depth. Isn't that cool, though? I just like that. It's so good. Okay. Let me find the right paper. All right. Uh, okay. We'll take our break and then come back. You're listening to the David Smoon Experience right here on KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. Short break. We'll be back. Don't go anywhere.
1: Most of my life-
2: This KAAM radio show with your very own David Spoon is not a business, but a nonprofit ministry first and foremost committed to sharing the gospel of Jesus Christ and strategically equipping the saints. Our mission is to educate, encourage, and entertain Christian believers. They're and those not-yet-believers who need biblical truths. To continue our radio ministry and message of truth, we need many of our faithful listeners to support us, as well as ministry partners who might wish to sponsor the He Must Increase ministry. By giving, you wonderfully facilitate our priorities of assertively teaching the Word of God, and you get nothing in return. No quid pro quo. Nothing but a receipt at the end of the year indicating you gave to us since your donation is 100% tax deductible. Remember that it says in Corinthians that whoever sows generously will also reap generously. Or in Proverbs where it teaches that a generous person will prosper. Whoever refreshes others will be refreshed. But if you cannot give, no problem. Continue to enjoy and learn and give however you see fit whenever you can. To support us, go to hemustincrease.org. That's hemustincrease.org. Such support is terribly appreciated, knowing it enables our beloved David Spoon to give to all of us his time, energy, like so few can, right here on KAAM. What is the David Spoon experience?
0: Before we pray and before we get going, it's important for you to understand kind of where I'm coming from, A lot of you who, uh, those of you that were in the first service are going, oh no, here comes that joke again. Uh, Wrong. It's a different joke. So we'll go with that. Let's understand that being born and raised Jewish and becoming a Christian is very simply understood for all of you. That means two Jews, three opinions. If you can't figure that out, you're going to have a tough time the rest of this time. So let's talk about what that perspective is and what I learned growing up. There was a lady and she was on a bus. And she was sitting next to a guy. And she turns over to the guy and she taps him and she goes, excuse me, excuse me, excuse me, mister, mister, are you Jewish? And he goes, no, no, I'm not. She goes, okay, thanks. Going further down, she taps him again. she goes, excuse me, me, mister. She goes, are are you Jewish? He goes, no, I'm not Jewish, but thank you for asking. I appreciate that. They go a little further down and she taps him again. She goes, excuse me one more time, Mr. Are you sure you're not Jewish? He goes, no, I am not Jewish. I am not. She goes, okay, fine. A little further down, she taps him again. She goes, are you really sure you're not Jewish? He goes, fine, fine, I'm Jewish. She goes, funny, you don't look Jewish. Welcome back to the David Spoon Experience. Thank you for joining us here at KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas, where that joke just drives a couple people crazy. Uh, don't forget, it's A-Men. Now, you got to remember that. It's Amen. That's a great way to remember the station. I just think that's a wonderful tag. All right, we're going to do our next review. <laughs> trivia question and I got texted oh we're gonna do our next trivia question okay now listen this is important so you better play the horn this is gonna be a kind of a toughie okay not too tough but tough listen to me center in around acts 15 that's why this question is being asked okay at that time after acts 12 that's very important who was the apparent leader of the church in Jerusalem? See why that's a toughie? See, 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 see. Who was the apparent leader of the church in Jerusalem? Where the gospel is going to the Jewish people. So not the Gentiles. So not Paul. Not Paul. Okay. Uh, if you think you know the answer... Ooh, ooh Joanne and Cordelia striking immediately. Uh, if you think you know the answer, you can call 972-445-0770. You can also text in 214-210-8483. As well, you can send an email, david, at he must org. Fortunately for many of you... Unfortunately for some of you, I have a joke. I guess it just depends on how this (laughs) shapes up. It's Monday, so I just don't. It doesn't matter. Monday is like the, we get through Monday, and then you get to Tuesday, which is a lot more fun. Wednesday, middle of the week kind of thing. Thursday, always fun. Then Friday, we're blasting out. You know, just so you can, okay, here we go. Uh, Ready? Ready? Got the buzzer ready? Okay, here we go. A mother was concerned about her kindergarten son, Timmy walking to school he didn't want his mother to walk with him and she wanted to give him the feeling that he had some independence but yet know that he was safe so she had an idea of how to handle it she asked her neighbor if she would please follow him to school in the mornings staying at a distance so he wouldn't notice her the neighbor said that since she was up early with her toddler anyway it'd be a good way for them to get some exercise so she agreed the next day, the neighbor and her little girl set out following behind Timmy as he walked to school with another neighbor girl he knew. She did this for a whole week. As the two walked and chatted and kicked stones and twigs, Timmy's little friend noticed the same lady was following them as she seemed to do all week long last week. Finally, she said to Timmy, Have you noticed that lady following us to school all week? Do you know her? Timmy nonchalantly replied, Yep, I know who she is. The little girl said, Well, who is she? Well, that's surely goodness. Timmy replied. And her daughter, Marcy. Surely goodness. Who's she? Why is she following us? Well, Timmy explained. Every night, my mom makes me say the 23rd psalm with my prayers because she worries so much about me. And in the psalm, it says, Surely goodness and Marcy shall follow me all the days of my life. So I guess I'll just have to get used to it. <laughs> oh, I was so close to getting something out of that one. <laughs> That wasn't that bad. It was just kind of borderline, though, right? All right. (laughs) It's semi-fun day Monday. (laughs) That's what we're going to call it. (laughs) Not really fun day Monday, but kind of fun day Monday. All right. uh, Trivia question. Now, keep in mind why I'm asking it. I'm trying to get people to think. Who is the leader of the church in Jerusalem? The apparent leader of the church in Jerusalem. Acts 15 would be your key. Paul is not the right answer. Okay, so I'm just helping you out. Uh, if you think you know, you can call 972 445 0770. You can also send a text 214 210 Or you could send an email david at he Back to Nehemiah, which to me, this text, I'm telling you, this has uh, set me free. From hindrances of reading the Word or of being discouraged when I read the Word because I'm not where I need to be, this portion is what really helped me because it helped me understand that the Lord takes the time to challenge us through his Word written by the Holy Spirit in partnership with mankind, all of this enabled by the redeeming work of Jesus Christ— this helps us understand how to draw closer, respond, see where we need to do a little bit better job. This is what Hebrews 4.12 is all about, that the Word of God is living and is alive and able to cut between the the soul and the spirit. I mean, this is the important stuff. So when... That passage in Nehemiah uh, 8:10 says, For the joy of the Lord is our strength, it comes in context with the people hearing the word of God, recognizing they're falling short, weeping because they're not where they want to be in order to please God. And then Nehemiah is going, Don't be weeping, don't be crying, don't do that. Because this is this opportunity for you to understand God is trying to help you draw closer to Him. And by doing, by doing what he brings before you you will understand him more you will draw closer to him so instead of this being a horrible day it's a sacred day it's a fantastic day and so the scripture says so the people went away to eat and drink in a festival meal to share gifts of food and to celebrate with great joy because they had heard god's word and understood them you and i have the tremendous tremendous fortune the tremendous blessing i don't care what word you want to use That the Word of God has been manifest and transliterated and then offered up in multiple languages where we have this opportunity not just to read the Bible, but you have thousands of commentators who have spent their entire lives committed to the Word of God, giving us great insight there. All of them are like the Levites. All of them are like the priests. And quite frankly, you are a Levite and a priest in the capacity that you share the Word of God and you explain it. To other people, that makes you a priest. You pray for other people, that makes you a priest. By the way, 1 Peter makes it clear in chapter 2, verse 9, that we are a holy priesthood before the Lord, all of us. Not some of us, all of us. Yes, some people have more of a time commitment, more of a calling into the, those things than us, but every one of us functions as a priest, and it should be recognized, although it's not recognized very often, That in the scripture in Ephesians chapter 4, verse 12, 13, and 14, it talks about the apostles, prophets, evangelists, pastors, and teachers who are in ministry to equip the saints for the service of ministry. Who has the service of ministry? The saints. What are the apostles, the prophets, the evangelists, and pastors, and and teachers supposed to be doing? You know what they're supposed to be doing? They're supposed to be equipping the saints for ministry. Who's doing the mystery? The saints. <laughs> it's like, you can't make that stuff up. It's like, that's how it's supposed to be. And so these people were like, whoa, the word of God. And we get it. And God has taught us. And he's showing us. And the people were just like, they were blessed because God is taking the time to teach them. And here's the difficulty. When people try to operate Christianity as a self-help program, they just want God to say nice things. You know, hey, like them shoes. That's a really good look you have today. That is not what this is about, (laughs) okay? Hey, look how many followers you have on Facebook. You're special. Okay, that's not how this works. This is about being in an actual relationship with God. Relationship requires this one Essential point, nothing more important than this. Relationship requires communication. Communication is both listening and sharing. It's both taking it in and bringing it out. And that's what the Lord wants. And that means all of us are like drawing closer to him. So when you read the word of God and it challenges you and you know, you're falling short and don't worry, everybody, everybody does that. Instead of that being something that hurts you, it should be the exact opposite, be something that blesses you. And there's Satan sitting there trying to go, "Eh, "You're just maybe he doesn't use that voice, but something like that. And it's like, you just don't know. You don't know how to be a good Christian. And it's like all of that word is to teach you to be better and closer and more like Jesus, that's the goal. It's all to help us. God's not trying to hurt anybody, and he's not trying to take away people's joys. He's trying to help them maintain in a dark and sin-filled world. That's what's going on. Okay? All right. We're going to take a break, but I'm going to give you the trivia first because I probably need to do that, right? Yeah, probably should do that. All right, the trivia question: Who was the leader of the church in Jerusalem about Acts 15? The leader was James, the Lord's brother, because the other James was killed in Acts chapter 12, and it was James, the Lord's brother, that kind of took the reins of the church check out Acts 15. You'll understand what I'm talking about. We'll take a break and then come back. You're listening to the David Spoon Experience right here on KAAM 770, the True station here in Texas. Short break. Don't go anywhere.
1: Have you ever wanted to get involved with a ministry that promotes Jesus Christ as Lord, but just don't know how? Serving in ministry is a matter of devotion, time, and talent. Are you looking for a place to try and test the waters? Do you want to get involved? Come join the Ambassador's Initiative. Be an ambassador for the David Spoon Experience. It doesn't pay great. Actually, it doesn't pay anything. But the eternal benefits are out of this world. Be a representative. Why not? It couldn't hurt. Well, we hope not anyway. You don't need to be a professionally qualified minister. You need to have a pulse. By that, we mean you need to have a heart. Just go to hemustincrease.org. That's hemustincrease.org. Click on the three lines at the top right of the website and then click on the Ambassador's Initiative link. Fill out the form and we will reach out to you. Sorry, no parking tickets will be paid for you as an ambassador through this position.
0: What is the purpose of human creation? God was bored and wanted a tinker toy set to play with. He wanted a Petri dish to look at so he can go... (laughs) Genesis 1-1. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. As opposed to the mindset that says, well, this whole thing is a divine experiment... The Lord was bored, impossible to be bored if you're not stuck by time, by the way. Oh, you you didn't think of that, right? Because he's not bound by time. The purpose of human creation ultimately is four words. Uh, Here we go. The purpose of creation for humanity, to fellowship
3: with God. The David Spoon Experience, weekdays at 2 on 770-KAAM. Who is David Spoon? I have no idea. People have asked me about the David Spoon experience. They wanted to know what I thought of him. Like any person searching for answers, I have wondered about him. He was born and raised Jewish and after intense drug use, became a Christian. He's married to his best friend Noel, has three children, six grandchildren, plus two dogs named Levi and Bert. He has three separate ordinations from three different denominations and is a summa cum laude for his BA degree in ministry and leadership, as well as a master's degree of theological studies and is involved in a Ph.D. program. He has a weird sense of humor and talks a lot. If people are seeking wisdom and insight from the great teachers around the world, would they go to David? No, I don't think so. And those big ears really don't help him. But would they enjoy his perspective on life, culture, politics, food, sports, local and national news? I don't know. I guess people will have to listen to find out.
0: Welcome back to the David Spoon Experience. Thank you for joining us here at KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. That's KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. Where Before we give you our trivia question, we are going to give a shout out to Annika, who's given two jokes. If you get offended at either one of these, you need help. But they are still subject to the buzzer. Are you ready, Captain Buzzer? Okay. Uh, she wrote, we've had 108 uh, temperatures in Fort Worth last two days. How do you have—so we have a surplus of holy water. Why? Because the water has had the hell boiled out of it. See? Yeah, holy water. See? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right. All right. It's kind of 50-50. This one's funny. It's so hot that the cows are giving evaporated milk. <laughs> oh, that's mean. That's mean. That's a pretty good joke. I think it was funny. All right. Here's your next. <laughs> only on this show could you text a joke. And we'll just read it live on the air if it's decent. Or if it's not decent, then I'll get buzzed. Uh, here's your trivia question. Whose ear was cut off on the night that Jesus was betrayed? Don't say corn. Whose ear was cut off on the night that Jesus was betrayed? If you think you know the answer, 972445. Zero seven seven zero. That's nine seven two four four five zero seven seven zero. Two one four two one zero eight four eight three is the text that you would want to use, and then David at he must would be the uh, email. And then we're going to send you to the website. And I can tell you all of this, and all of them there's free this or free that money. money, 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 Please check out he must increase
3: prayer request he must
1: increase.org
3: praise report he must increase.org looking to give to this ministry he must confused by what's happening right now he must, increase.org. he must increase.org
0: you know i just i don't know what to do now because when they're short i just sit there and go where's the rest <laughs> like where's the rest of it I will let everybody know that we are uh, more comfortable now. Everything's going uh, much better than it was. So that that's the only important thing. And then, they're working on getting everything squared away. And our landlord's been fantastic. Uh, they're really great Christian people, so that makes it a lot easier. And you know what happened? Oh, I gotta tell you what happened Oh, real quickly. Uh, my next door neighbor, right? Four and a half years I've been his neighbor. We've only talked maybe like 20 times or something. Like that. Anyway, he was like, "Hey, how do I get more information on the show?" I'm like, oh, hey, it just so happens I have a brochure. (laughs) It's like, all right. So I'm giving away a couple brochures. I'm pretty happy. I thought that was cool. All right. Uh, Somebody ready to answer a trivia question? All right. Send them on through. Knock, knock. This is David. Who am I talking to?
1: Hi, David. This is Brother Ace.
0: Hey, Brother Ace. How are you, my good friend?
1: I'm I'm blessed and uh, highly favored, I think. So,
0: yes, amen. 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 And highly favored you are, and a great blessing you are. All right, this is this is a challenge, because a lot of people know kind of who it is but don't know the name. So I'm looking to see if we can get to the name. I think you can probably get us there. Whose ear was cut off the night that Jesus was betrayed?
1: You know, the name Malchus popped up on me. I don't know why, but Malchus that's it you're right
0: malchus is the gun that guy went around going say what say what because uh, he had to say, no no then Jesus healed him that was a joke so anyway <laughs> excellent job brother Ace great great work yeah,
1: well appreciate uh, appreciate your continued prayers and uh uh I, I'm uh, I, you know uh, unanswered prayers uh, I don't know we got to figure out we got get, we got to tie things together somehow down here. We've uh, so got some loose ends that need to be tied up so we can get some things done. And I'm not sure how we're going to do it, but we've got to do it by prayer and love. And I appreciate your end of it, so thank you. All
0: right, brother. Uh, God bless you, and we will be praying. In fact, we're going to be praying tomorrow for the whole audience about the Lord putting out financial blessings into people. So we're just going to ask him to do it. You know, we can't, He can say no, but he can say yes, and that's what's cool. So we'll do that tomorrow, so we'll be listening. Okay?
1: Yep. Okay. All right. I'll. Uh, I should send him. Talk to you later. Thank All right.
0: you. All right. God bless you. God bless you. Bye bye. All right. Great job. Love hearing from Brother Ace. Great guy. And we are. We're gonna be. It's not something special like. Oh, there's gonna be something. No, I just have. I wrote it down. So I mean, that's why I brought it up. It's like something unique gonna happen. Boy, I hope somebody wins the line. <laughs> but probably not. Uh, but we're gonna pray that the Lord will just bless people. In fact, I'm gonna pray that now as well. I might as well just. Do, and I'll pray it tomorrow too. Father, we come before you right now. Lord, we love you. We trust you. You know, in your word, you have Job saying, though God slay me, yet will I trust him. Sometimes we're just, we're not to that place where where he had that. But Lord, we're growing. We're, we're drawing closer to you. We're trying to do a better job to honor you. And right now in our society, and right now in our economy, it's a mess, Lord. And we need some help. We need that you know, we need that miraculous power for the five loaves and the two fish to be able to be multiplied. You put that in every one of your Gospels. So we're asking you to allow that to happen for us. Let our, our, our place, our position, our finances go farther. Go do better. Let it spread wider than we ever imagined. Not because we're worthy, but because you're generous. We pray for your help in this financial mess. And we ask us to just just help us to get through it. And as we're getting through it, Lord, let us never take our eyes off of you and give you the honor and the glory. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Okay, I'll probably be praying that again tomorrow just a little bit. Okay? All right. Uh history. We've got history to is it the thirteenth? Yeah, thirteenth all day? Right? Really? Let's go live. All day? Really? All day? I mean, last time I checked, it was. All day? The whole thing? All
1: day? It only works when
0: Stewie does it. All right, here we go. Um, (laughs) There's going to be like five people that get that joke. I'm telling you. Uh, Today is sewing machine day. Okay. Uh, Listen to this. These These are both on today. I'm not kidding. I'm not making this up. Listen to this. This is joke but when you hear it you'll be like what today is international axe throwing day but it is also national kitchen klutzes of america day so you have axe throwing with kitchen clutches uh uh, and it just seems like that's a bad combo (laughs) does that seem bad uh, 1966, on this day, the Miranda warning became law through the Supreme Court ruling that uh suspect must be advised of their rights to remain silent. And then on this day, in 1983, Pioneer 10 is the first man-made object to leave the solar system. Okay. Okay. You see klutzes and then throwing axes. You see, you see in that combo there, I am just like, doesn't that worry anybody?
3: I'm more concerned if you're using an axe in the kitchen.
0: Yeah. Well, that's a good point. Although it does depend on what the meat is. <laughs> Well, I probably should skip by that one. All right, uh, let's go back to the Word, which is where we need to live. Uh, I want to go back to this one text. This is amazing, and this should be encouraging you, and I'm hoping it's going to encourage you. Listen to this. This is Nehemiah chapter 8, verse 13. On October 9th, the family leaders and the priests and the Levites met with Ezra to go over the law in greater detail. And as they studied the law... They discovered that the Lord had commanded through Moses that the Israelites should live in shelters during the festival to be held that month. Now, what happens is a lot of people then t- start talking about the the Festival of Lights and talking about uh, different festivals. I don't. I want. I want to focus on one other thing because what I find amazing in that text is not that, although I grew up with it, so it probably doesn't amaze me quite the same as does other people. But it's that they went over the law in greater detail. And as they studied the law, they discovered. See, that's the thing that, like, for me, that's like ding, 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 because, listen, you can read the Word of God from Genesis 1 run to Revelation 22, 21. Now, I'm going to tell you what happened. I've told you about this dream before. Some people don't believe it. It's not my problem. I only tell you what happened. You can take it, receive it, ignore it. Nah, that doesn't matter. So when I was a very young Christian some 42 years ago, uh, in that range, I had finished the Gospel of Matthew. And I remember finishing the Gospel for the first time and looking up to the Lord and saying, There. I get it. That ain't that hard. That's exactly what I said to the Lord. Went to bed that night. This is the night that happened. Now, I can tell you specifically that the following day was the opening of the Blues Brothers. <laughs> just so you know, this is how specific this whole thing is. Anyway, I went to bed, and I was in a fishing boat. And in the fishing boat, I was there, and just so you can know, I don't fish. So it's not. this is a real different thing. So I'm sitting there in the fishing boat, and my line is in the water. And the Lord showed me as he takes me to water level in my dream— He showed me like the, what is the thing that bobs up? And it's got the little, you know, whatever that thing is. So it's bobbing on the water and it's about two or three inches deep. Okay. Not a joke. And then the Lord says, this is what you saw. And then in the next three seconds in the dream, I was plummeted to like thousands of feet deeper. And as I'm plummeting. The pressure of the water is squishing my head, and the Lord just keeps dropping me down, going, but this is how deep my word goes, (laughs) and I'm just plummeting down. So just to give you an idea how serious this was, and people are like, well, God wouldn't do that. Well, okay, here's the bottom line. When I woke up, I had my first migraine headache ever. i never had a migraine headache before. Then, you're thinking, God gave you a headache? Well, (laughs) maybe my arrogance gave me the headache. But ever since then, I've noticed that the deeper you go into the Word, the more profound the speaking is from the Lord. And so you can read the Word of God at the surface level, and I would encourage everybody to do so in the first three inches. But once you've done that, go to six inches or go to eight inches or go to a foot. Uh, Maybe you don't need to go to 2,000 feet because it will hurt your head. But the idea behind it is that there is such great depth in the Word of God Because you're exhausting into the mind of God You're never going to tap that You're never going to tap out of that You'll never be done You'll never get so deep And what I love about this text is It says they they went over the law in greater detail So they, they read it, they knew it But then they got in there and they studied it And they pulled things apart I used to sit in my living room With, not a joke, with the Bible And I would, after this experience I would sit in my living room my apartment At, at uh, Fairmount Greens in 28th Street and, 28th Street and Indian School in Phoenix, Arizona, and I would read passages and then I would have a dictionary and I would, every word that was bigger than five letters, (laughs) which was a lot of them, I would read and then I would look it up in a dictionary. That gave me so much more understanding. And then I started getting into commentaries and then I started getting into the Greek text and I started getting into Greek word text. Then I started getting into the Old Testament. It's so deep and so profound, the more we study and the greater detail you go into, the more you'll discover there's a whole nother world in the scriptures, deeper than it looks like on the surface. And I encourage you to do that. It's the biggest blessing there is. i It's just amazing. That and being in the very presence of God, that's just like the hot that's just the hottest stuff there is. All right. Anyway, uh, we'll leave it there. Did we did the trivia, did that, did that. We'll take a break and then come back. You're listening to the David Spoon Experience right here on KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. Short break. We'll be back. Don't go anywhere.
2: The David Spoon Experience.
0: You don't know what's going to happen in one minute, let alone one hour from now. And God, who it's impossible for God to lie, has made this commitment, made this offer, made this opportunity to both you and me and all of us around. The simplicity is that all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God, and that the wages of that sin, the wages falling short, is death. But the free gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus our Lord. And God, demonstrating his love for us, sent Jesus Christ to die for us while we were still sinners. And if you believe in your heart and confess with your mouth, Jesus is Lord, you will be saved. God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son that whoever believes in him should not, perish but have eternal life there is nothing more important than that principle right there the hope that is offered to believers who acknowledge and surrender to the testimony of jesus christ that's what's being offered that's what gives you encouragement that's what enables you to go on you're gonna have a lot of sorrow in this life job said it best a man's days are few and full of trouble but in the next, there is something so wonderful that even in man's mind, we cannot retain it. For eye has not seen, neither has ear heard, neither has can the heart comprehend, can, can't even receive the great things which God has prepared for them that love him. There's such a great thing that's coming for us, such a great place, such a wondrous place. But you got to acknowledge the invitation. You got to say yes. Because if you don't say yes, you're not going to that wedding. The wedding of the Lamb. Don't be that person. Don't be that person that rejects it. Don't be that person that lives in sorrow and grief and in sadness. Don't be that person. Be the one that says yes so that you can be a part of the great wedding feast, that you can be a part of the great celebration. Life is much more than this 60, 70, 80, 90 years. It's eternity on the line. And if you've already said yes, rest in the comfort. Rest in that place. Rest in that goodness. That all is well. And even on this side, if it's hard, on the other side, it's glorious. Welcome back to the David Spoon Experience. Thank you for joining us here at KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. That's KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. We're getting ready to offer up. Our next trivia question. Here we go. Who were the three Israelites that King Nebuchadnezzar threw into the fiery furnace? Dun da da Although the trivia question probably doesn't have a dun da da at the end of it. Uh, If you think you know the answer, you can call 972-445-0770. You can also text in 214-210-8483. As well, you can send an email, David, at he dot That is your opportunity. So we have our DNA that we're going to do. D stands for draw closer to the Lord daily. Daily, every day. You'll hear it. if you're listening to this show daily. You should. This is already in your DNA. You're already thinking this way because every day that you spend with the Lord just draws you closer to Him. It's going to make uh, it just makes your life that much better. You want a great life? Spend time with God. and never be ashamed of Jesus or his words. Never be ashamed of what Jesus had to say. Never let the world shame you from their false sense of humility. And then A, always be ready
3: to serve.
0: to serve, which means that other people, other situations, other universes also count. It's not that you don't count. It's just that they count too. So, you know, there's a false modesty. You don't want to do that. You don't want to have that false or that fakey stuff. You want it to be real. You want to be sincere about stuff you're going through, but you want to actually care about how other people are doing too. That's the balance Jesus is trying to bring people. All right, here's the trivia question again. Who were the three Israelites King Nebuchadnezzar threw into the fiery furnace? Okay, that's the trivia question. If you think you know the answer, 972-445-0770, or you can text in 214-210-8483, or you can send an email, david, at Now I know that for a lot of people when we do expository teaching when you do when I'm doing more new testament expository teaching I do it much more expository in other words I really go into the word or, or go into it line by line so when we're doing Nehemiah there's so much i mean there's, there's it's been like you know a year doing it line by line we're not doing that but what i do want you to catch is the main points and that's why i went off on the i don't know if it was a tangent but it was you know kind of a Pretty important aspect of understanding the Word of God and why that's so important. And you've you've heard from the beginning of this show, there are a couple of things that are just essential to a, a right Christian walk. A right relationship creates right ministry. And you can't have right ministry if you don't have the right relationship. And a right relationship is the first relationship is with the Lord. And one thing that Jesus did and when he was talking about he has uh, meat that they didn't know anything about is he was talking about his connection to the Father, his connection to the Holy Spirit, and they were oblivious because they didn't understand that that's what enabled him to do the ministry, that that time that communion gave him the strength and the power. And that's a big part big part. Of what we stand in, we're not trying to create anything new. We're not building new building blocks. We're not we're not reinventing the circle. <laughs> it's just like how could you reinvent it? Anyhow, the point is more time with the Lord is the key, and you'll always hear that, and that's always going to be true, because that's where we're heading for for eternity. So in the in this text, after the people study it really deep, they figured out, oh well, you know what? We we need to be celebrating these holidays and do a better job. So I'm going to pick it up from Nehemiah eight. And I'm going to finish about five verses, and then I'll just share with you that last little portion that they talk about, which is really just critical to the whole process. Here it goes. He uh, says. Uh, Uh, This is verse 15, actually, to about verse 18. He he said that that the proclamation should be made throughout the towns, especially in Jerusalem, telling the people to go to the hills to get branches from olive, wild olive, myrtle, palm, and fig trees. They're to use the branches to make shelters in which they would live during the festival, as it was prescribed in the law. So the people went out, cut the branches, and used them to build shelters in the roofs on their house and in their courtyards and in their courtyards of God's temple or in the square just inside the water. So everyone who had returned from captivity lived in these shelters for the seven days of the festival, and everyone was filled with great joy. And the Israelites had not celebrated this way since the days of Joshua, son of Nun, as we read from the book of the law of God. On each of the seven days of the festival, then they made a solemn assembly, as the law of Moses on the on the solemn assembly that they had held, which the law of Moses required. The big thing in that whole text is they did what the Word of God said, and they were filled with great joy. And that's it. I'm not trying to oversimplify. It's just that when you get to the point where you're in the Word of God and you're reading it and you're going, hmm, you know, maybe I could be doing this better, doing this better, and then you get in sync with God, and you're operating. There is a joy that just pulses through you because you are in connection with the Lord, doing what the Lord has set before you. And as you grow into that, you don't you don't beat yourself up in a way that God doesn't beat you up. In other words, people, there's a lot of, there's a lot of people that do a lot of self whipping, and it's like, well, that's great. Except, why don't you just Do it as the Lord directs you. If he rebukes you, he rebukes you because he loves you, and he does it because he's trying to get you to be more like Jesus. He doesn't do it just to berate you, and some of us will continually beat ourselves up because we just think that's all we deserve. No, you deserve to be evaporated. Okay? But God didn't evaporate you. He didn't cease your existence. And in the meat, so you're not getting what you deserve no matter what. And so because of that, go along with his plan. When you've sinned and you you know you you know it's under the blood of Jesus, but it's bugging you and then you confessed it. Don't bring it up again and again and again and again and again because the only person you're bringing it up to is you. Well, how's that going to help you? It's not. You, you got to be a Bible believer. You know what a Bible believer understands? If we confess our sins, he's faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Is that a justification uh, part of the process? No, it's the healing part of the process. When you do something stupid, you acknowledge it before the Lord, you ask for forgiveness, he brings healing into your heart and mind. You'll still be in fellowship with him, but unconfessed sin could be a really bad thing. Thing to hold on to, as David warned us multiple times in the scripture. Uh, and so I, I just think it's important for us to grasp what the purpose is. The purpose is that when we align with God, there's a greater joy in our life. And this planet's got a lot of yuck, so a little more joy might be just what's necessary. In fact, it is what's necessary. Because people don't have that, they medicate or do everything else they can or whatever else they can. And it makes it difficult. It makes the journey more difficult. When you're looking for happiness somewhere that isn't in the solidness of the Lord, you're going to be disappointed. E- even I have the greatest wife. She can't make me happy. She can't. Oh, I'm going to have a doctor. That's not going to make me happy. There's a lot of things about it I don't like. Trust me. <laughs> Trust me. But when I'm with the Lord, none of the other stupid stuff matters or nothing's as important as that time is with him. That's a joy that cannot be altered. My only sadness in the whole process is I can't seem to stay there as much as I want to. I mean, I know what to do to do it, and that's why I'm working on it. But that's the the only sadness, because being with him is the best of the best. There's nothing like it on all the earth because it's not stuck on earth. Okay. Uh, what do we got? Our trivia question? We've got to answer a trivia question. All right. All right. The trivia question is, I should probably pick up the book instead of my exit sheets. The trivia question is, who are the three Israelites King Nebuchadnezzar, who were the Israelites King Nebuchadnezzar threw into the fiery furnace? Who were the three Israelites that that happened to? The answer is Shadrach, Meshach and Abednego. It's not Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. It's Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. I just said that because somebody said that one time. It's funny. Uh, They would not compromise. They would stand firm and didn't didn't, didn't matter what the king said. What mattered is what the king of kings said. That is how they stood their ground. They didn't revolt. They just stood in their faith, immovable. That's how we want to be. All right, fun show, still fun, so mostly fun day Monday kind of thing there. Partly right, minor. Okay, never mind. All right, we're gonna exit, and we'll of course see you tomorrow. You're talk to you tomorrow. You're listening to the David Spoon Experience right here on KAAM 770, the True Station here in Texas. And we take a 22 and a half hour break, then we'll come back. More insanity with Spoonanity. Talk to you then.
2: Opinions expressed in the preceding program are those of its participants and do not necessarily reflect those of KWAM, DJRD Broadcasting, or its sponsors.